Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 159. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. Welcome. Um, we're what five games in? Four games in? About NBA four or right five now? games. Okay. Yeah. Lots to see. It's uh, been an interesting first week and a half of the league. It has. It has. It 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 looks pretty rough for a lot of the contenders right now. It looks rough for a lot of teams right now. It does. It does. A lot of teams. I don't know what it is about this the start of this year, but mm-hmm. it feels very even. Yeah, it does. Like it does. nobody to me. And again, it's such a tiny sample size, but usually somebody comes out and gets like four or five really impressive wins in a row. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen that. Haven't really. I mean, there's a couple teams, but. You question the the teams that they've played, right? Right. Good point. Okay, where do <laughs> you want to start then? Oh, we have to start with the Lakers. <laughs> the the mess that is the Los Angeles Lakers right now. Yeah. So LeBron has missed two games. Same ankle, um, I think. Yeah. Um, first game they played the Spurs, right? Westbrook looked amazing. Uh, He looked sensational. AD looked great. Sensational. But, um, (laughs) oh, and they beat the Spurs. Uh, But the next game, right, barely. But the next game, which was last night, as we're recording this, they played the Oklahoma City Thunder. And... (laughs) Westbrook had <laughs> a quadruple double, man. I mean, he's just he's so amazing, man. He gotta be top 75. <laughs> gotta be. Quadruple double. I I don't understand how. <clears throat> 20 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, 10 turnovers. <laughs> Eight for 20. That's not it's bad. Bizarre. It's bizarre that they're putting the ball in his hands as much as they are. What do you mean? Like it looks so awful. It it looks <laughs> careless. It looks just like yo, Russ. We gotta like you gotta be involved. Go do something. Right. Like that's right. how you play normally. Is you just kind of attack. Mm-hmm. So with two seven footers and LeBron, who's the one of the biggest guys on the court. Let's just get to the rack. Right. And it looks as it's looked a complete mess. Yeah, man. And the thing is this team, I understand that they call themselves, you know, getting a lot of shooters, Carmelo, Avery Bradley, Wayne Ellington, who's out. Ariza is out. Kendrick Nunn is out. Horton Tucker is out. They got Malik Monk, but for some reason, <laughs> they don't help Westbrook at all, like spread the floor and at all. No. Westbrook drives. He has to make a bad pass to them. A lot of times they don't have a really good shot off of it. Um, They're passing some possessions like way too much. Extra pass, extra pass, extra pass. And then at the end of the game, Westbrook and Anthony Davis take like a combined 50 shots in the game. So 
it's so, honestly they could be zero and five right now. <laughs> they could easily be zero and five. Westbrook got ejected for fighting uh, Darius. Is it Darius Basley? Darius Basley, yeah. Yeah, Basley for the breakaway dunk with one second yeah. left. Which you know you 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 come back from down twenty six. I'm not that mad at that. You're down twenty six and you win by eight, so it's a thirty four point swing. Yeah, so I, I'm not too upset about that. I don't know why Russ is frustrated by that when he had as many turnovers as you said. And you're only up four. It's not like, or was he up four? Yeah, I think he was only up four. So people can come back from four in five seconds. You might as well go dunk it. I mean, they're not going to come back from six in five seconds, but four is definitely possible to come back from. So, I mean, I don't know, man. They're such a mess. First of all, their other win required Carmelo's, like, vintage greatness. (laughs) The one when LeBron was there, right? Yes. Yeah. Him having, like, 28. Yeah, him being just like top tier, like vintage New York mellow and with the, the perimeter game, game going. And then the next game, he had four points. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I don't understand? <laughs> like, just from again, small sample size, mm-hmm. we picked up all these new players, and, yeah. and none of them, like, none of them really get to contribute. No, Monk had. Monk got a lot of good shots, had a great game against San Antonio. Right. But then against OKC, they didn't, they barely fed him, fed him the ball. Yeah. Against a Golden State opening night, barely got touches. Yeah. I just, I, it's funny because Kuzma, who they seemingly didn't like, mm-hmm. would get all these random opportunities to just do stuff. Ingram, too. Yeah. But Malik Monk can't get that. Right. Like Austin Reeves gets to do that more than Malik Monk. I just I don't understand. And where did Austin Reeves? What come is from? the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was some like preseason hero for them. Yeah, <clears throat> they look like they're just hyped because he looks pretty shooting the ball. Right. They went to overtime against the Spurs, uh, where Dejounte Murray also had a triple double. Um, Are you looking at the box score right now? Yeah. Take a look at what Jakob Pertl did to them. <laughs> I was just about to say, the player, me and you have both on numerous occasions called the worst center, starting center in the league. And did you watch? You watched the game? Uh, I didn't watch all of it. I watched most of it. Dude, I caught the I, end of it. Yeah, I, I, I got to see the fourth quarter and overtime. Yeah. Dude. Pirtle was rolling to the rim and posterizing guys. He didn't even need to pass. No assists. 27-14. No assists. There's there's a fine line. We both have acknowledged multiple times that he's not a starting center. Right. That doesn't mean ignore him completely. (laughs) In the paint. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I guess, the, the main point here that we've kind of avoided is their defense has been disgusting bro you have deandre jordan anthony davis and dwight howard 
<laughs> Jacopo gets 14 rebounds. He got seven offensive rebounds. Seven and seven. Perfect game. 27 points. Zero assists. Three blocks. Bro, they didn't even make him kick it out. Like That's what I'm <laughs> saying. It's the defense <laughs> is so lazy. Like Vogel used to be able to put a lineup in that all would work hard together. Yeah. They don't have that. Mm-mm, they don't. lost Caruso, who worked hard every minute. Yeah. They lost Kuzma, who maybe was wasn't the smartest player, worked hard every minute. Yeah. And now they got guys who Again, who like Bazemore has given them good stretches, mm-hmm. but it's like we don't want him touching the ball for some reason, <laughs> right? So I, I just it's bizarre how awful they've looked, considering LeBron and AD are still running the show. And it's also really bad that they look this awful because the guys they bring in only make teams normally look more awful. Like Kendrick Nunn is not going to improve anything from what they look like right now. It's just only going to make it worse. To me, I I I'm I still want to see Taylor Taylor Horton Tucker. Mhm. Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Besides that, none of the guys <laughs> that are missing are going to fix their problems. No. I think Ariza is probably someone that is a good either I have this shot or I pass it up kind of guy, but if he doesn't have the if he's not scoring, I don't. What is he doing yeah, out there, just running that's, around? That's what offense. they're turning Malik Monk into, right? And he should. And be. I hate it. He's instant offense. Should be instant offense. I hate it. Like, why can't we play through him? Why can't AD play off of guards? Why can't he run cuts and and get some nice shots? But like he used to do it so well with Rondo. Now, like he, like I, I've been saying, he looks too lazy to do all that. Yeah. He just wants to attack a mismatch and then get mad that he couldn't react to a double team. <laughs> it's it's becoming comical how easy it is to double team him. <laughs> I just don't understand how the, the the guys don't want to even take care of the ball. The Lakers, I have no idea what the Lakers do in practice. I really don't. Like, I mean, not just this year. I mean, for since LeBron has been there, since Vogel has been the head coach, their practice, like, as far as actual mistakes that they make in the game, I never see improvement over the course of the season. No, it just gets dumber. Yeah. Yep. All right. <clears throat> What's next? Who's next? Let's talk about somebody you've liked. Give me a team that you've noticed that you've liked. Let's talk about Golden State, their opening night opponent. Okay. Golden Undefeated, State. by the way. They look great, man. It looks so good. Hey, man. They it's were crazy. picking the Lakers apart opening night. Yeah. It was like I they made the Lakers defense was atrocious, but like they just kept killing them. Just yeah, kept moving the ball. I it was fun to watch and i i am still back and forth well i I should say going into this season i was still back and forth on wiggins i'll acknowledge i liked wiggins on the roster but as far as him actually in the games i wasn't sure but if they play how they play now where wiggins can just just score we don't need anything else we don't need your defense to be all that great we don't need you to make any passes 
We don't need you to have any court vision. When you get it, your job is just take a shot. It works. It's been working. He, he'll drive. If he gets caught, he kicks it out. But, I mean. I don't I, believe it's reliable, though. Exactly. I don't know how much they expect from him like that for the whole season. But I do think with Clay, you know, we have to we have to think when Clay comes back, the court's going to be more spread out with yes. Wiseman. And, you know, I mean, honestly, they do look great. They look great. They look great. And they're the, the complete opposite where the Lakers chemistry wise look like they hate each other. Yeah. The Warriors look like they're having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, they do. And it looks like he never left. Exactly. I mean, it's only been a year but or two years, but he's, he looks great. He fits right in. Yeah, he does. And their play style, like Draymond being such a forceful ball mover, mm-hmm. forces guys to get involved in plays. Yeah. So, like, this is yeah. my problem with the Lakers. Again, it's Malik Monk just doesn't touch the ball. Right. Where... Everybody, Kevon Looney's touching the ball in the offense. Yep. Just to be involved, just to be a threat, which the Warriors do so well. They've always done so well. Yeah, and they have, I mean, Poole looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I praise Poole a lot coming out of college, but, you know, after the first year, I was like, uh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe he's he's not that guy, but... The Warriors just show how sticking with a player that wants to work and wants to improve and wants to be great, they'll get better and better. Like, I, I, I'm i sure I wasn't really in on the Warriors at the time when Clay came, but I'm sure when he first got to the league, they were like, yo, man, you need to handle the ball. And Mark Jackson was probably like, nah, he's cool. We got this. I'm sure other coaches were probably hesitant. Saying, um, you remember Mark Jackson's solution was let's post Clay up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. And, but, you know, sometimes you got to experiment with some things to find what the right thing is, 100%. you know? Yeah. And I think they did the same thing with Pool because I think they thought Pool was just going to be a catch and shoot, just going to be off ball scorer. And now they have him running the offense sometimes. He's doing that little weave weave around the pick and roll kind of things now. I mean, he looks great. He looks great. I mean, he's holding it down for Clay big time. Again, everybody's involved. They are. That's absolutely. why you, you could see the young guys getting better because they're getting opportunities. Yep. Uh, I, I would say, again, their defense isn't very good. No, it's not. But they're – with them, the issue is like just their roster isn't really built to play great defense. No, it's not definitely not. Like they don't really have an inside like a rim protector, which I think could hurt them on both ends in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But again, with Steph, with Clay, yeah, with Iguodala playing that great, Wiseman's coming back. You know, he's got he goes right. for blocks. He's not a you know, devastating shot blocker, but yeah. he's you think about him in there. He's at worst a step in the right direction, like yeah. to fix that. Yep. Uh, but again, I it's hard for me to doubt this team. I'm also curious to see what um Kaminga brings when he gets healthy. Yeah. Cause he's got he's a really athletic um forward, power forward. You know, I know he goes for blocks, he gets dunks, he has a nice mid-range. 
seeing what Jalen Green is doing, man, <laughs> anybody who played in that G League team, I want to see them immediately. <laughs> you know? Okay. I mean, uh, Warriors, they're there, man. They are there. I, I I'm cannot excited. wait to see them full strength. Yeah. Also a break, probably. Uh, I like that they're taking time with Clay because they, they clearly knew that they were like ready to go. Yeah. And their guys are only going to get better over the course of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So like these, this extra month of playing time for these guys is only going to help them. Shout out to uh, Damian Lee too. I mean, he was one of my favorite college players that one year at Louisville and he went to the league and I just lost him because the league lost him. I was like, man, what happened to Damian Lee? I haven't seen him in a while. Then like eight years later, Warriors pick him up and he just needed opportunity. That's it. Yeah. But on the flip side, I don't know how Otto Porter is going to figure it out because he looks so lost out there. He's like the only person on the team that does not look like he fits at all. And he should. His game looks like like he should. I agree. It definitely should. I just like he doesn't seem mobile enough. Yeah, which is weird because that was like the thing. He was a mobile six nine, and <laughs> but he was playing center. <laughs> to be fair, so yeah. like he's gotten much better. Mm-hmm. But it's just the Warriors play so fast. Yeah, they do. That you like you you got to be able like pull flies around. Mm-hmm. Toscano Anderson flies around on both ends. Like yeah, I just. I don't see that speed from Porter. Right. And it always looks like Porter is trying to find the right spot, like which spot he's supposed to be in. Yeah. Um, And the thing is, he he can shoot, he can hit threes, but he's not a only three point shooter. You know, he's not a designated three point shooter at all. Yeah. He's not a specialist. They're going to have to figure out a way to get him some inside out, some mid range. Um, some high post stuff going, I think, eventually. Maybe in their new small ball lineup. I don't know. All right. Warriors look great. Um, let's talk about the Clippers, man. The Warriors beat the Clippers. The Clippers. They destroyed uh, Portland, I believe. They did destroy Portland. That's Unfortunately, that's not saying a lot. Which led say. to Chauncey calling the team out. Three games into the season, but you know, <laughs> good times, yeah. good times over there in Portland, and they play Portland again tomorrow. Um, nice. but they lost to the Grizzlies, lost to the Warriors. Uh, were the Warriors their first game? I thought they had a game before that, maybe not. Warriors look like their first game as well. They look terrible, man. I got to be honest with you. Terrible. Terrible. To me, they do. And, which is bad because even them beating the Blazers, I didn't think they looked great. I just thought the Blazers were terrible. Damian shot, what, four for 15. Blazers are going to lose eight out of ten times. That happens. But It's been happening <clears throat> a lot. But... I know. Uh, no, I... <laughs> I don't know, Bernard man. Bernard had 23 that game. How often is that going to happen I, this season? It's weird. Ty Lue's like now buying into everyone. Yeah. Like, People I don't want be. them 
not everybody, not every roster is built to succeed like the Warriors do. Right. And the Clippers, without Kawhi, it's like a everybody eats situation. Yeah. Again, like it's not that you're off your your roster was great. It's that Reggie right. Jackson was great and Paul George at times was great. Right. Like I never thought their play style was, oh, without Kawhi, they could just, you know, get wins on any given night. Right. Their defense has never been good enough. Nope. Their depth hasn't gotten any better, any more creative. No. It's gotten worse, actually. And I just it's it's predictable the way they play through Paul George. Is Ibaka ever coming? Is he ever playing again? I couldn't tell you. <clears throat> He's just going to wait till Kawhi plays. <laughs> He's going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> Marcus Morris is out. Left knee injury maintenance. Um, Ty Lue looks like he's never watched Bledsoe play before in his life. Number one. Two, to your point with the Paul George thing, it does look like it looks like he saw what Paul George did last year that was off the cuff instinct from Paul George. And he said, well, maybe we can work that into an offense. And it's not a good offense. Like it was way better when Paul George was just doing it just because he had to do it than it is now that Ty Lue has like crafted this uh, play style based around Paul George having, you know, play initiating. Yeah. And it's, it's not it. Cause it, Paul George play initiating and Bledsoe being involved in the play off the ball as like a as like an option is it sounds big bad. L. It's a fat L. It doesn't even sound good when you just tell me about it. I know. Bledsoe should be six man on this team, in my opinion. I think man or Canard starting is just fine. I don't know what Winslow's role is on the team. He goes out there. I have no idea what he's supposed to be doing. They're playing Hart and Stein so much. They I mean, are. I get it. Ibaka's not there. Marcus Morris isn't there. But and Hart it's and like Terrence Mann got better. The war again compared to a team we just talked about. The Warriors had guys make significant strides. Now mm-hmm. you don't have to do meaningful things in the off season, right? Which you still do, but you're not as as it's not as necessary, right? Here, Terrence Mann got better. Yeah. That's it. Everybody else is either a vet. We know <laughs> what kind of player they are. Mm-hmm. Or it's Bledsoe, who the coach doesn't even know what he plays like. <laughs> That's it, man. I mean, the, the Cavs made it look easy beating them. Like, the Cavs. They couldn't get 80 points. <sighs> the Cavs had great balance scoring. Kevin Love had 10 and 10 off the bench. Rubio had 15 off the bench. Markinen started at the three or at the four. I don't even know. Mobley looks great. Best game in Mobley's early career. Sexton just, Sexton looked like Iris in against them. Or he looks like Westbrook against them, honestly. See, this just is going like straight to the certain rack. comparisons we make that it's an exposure of the defense when we have to make them. <laughs> exactly. 
Like when Yako exactly. Pertle is getting Shaq numbers, like, <laughs> like that's a problem. It's the same thing here. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Sexton's not a bum, but like he's cooking you. Right. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be cooking your whole team. His play should not determine the whole game alone. Like it. it I mean, did you not learn your lesson from op- your opening night? Yeah. When Steph Curry ran circles around the roster. Yeah. And Paul George still had the audacity to like hype him up to do more. The, the Clippers are probably the worst switching team I've ever seen in in basketball. I because don't know why they stick to it. Bledsoe is guarding somebody. He guards with good one possession. Next possession, they switch, and whoever it is just scores right away. No matter who it is, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, Batum. Every time, as soon as Bledsoe gets off him, they just go right to the basket. <laughs> At least Kawhi, at least Kawhi was willing to fight through switches. Yeah, it was. took like five games of a first round series for him to start doing it. Right, but at least he did it. I don't yeah. see anybody on this team, with the exception of Bledsoe, even willing to do that. No, I don't either. I don't I either. Mean, Patrick Beverly was a guy who at least tried. Yeah, or he at least lay the screener out. Right. And Bledsoe only does it because he knows if he doesn't, they're going to go score. So it, every game they've had, the point guard has been the highest scorer. They just, they're just soft, to be honest. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. It, they're it not even sense. willing to improve. At least the Lakers try to play defense, and it doesn't work because of certain issues. Mm-hmm. Again, the Warriors are just a little too small at certain positions. Yeah. Clippers have had the tools to be good and just don't do it. Yep. They let the Grizzlies beat them with their starting five. Only There was only 13 bench points. Starting five, 17, 21, 22, 19, 28. Those, are, like, those 28. are bad losses. Yeah. When you allow a team to win a game without even getting good depth. Yeah. Like, that's Memphis – just beating you on a bad night. Yep. So I'm not saying it, their season is like, I'm not saying they're a, a lottery team yet. Yeah. But their ceiling is not, it's low. It is. It's very low. They're very, they're disappointing me early. Just, and it's not, I want to keep in mind for people who are listening to us. We're not talking based off the records. We're talking based on how teams are playing. Because obviously yes. we know the records aren't going to be one in four for the whole season. They're going to win some games. But the records we're don't matter on... until at least like 10 games into right. the year. Right. And it's, it's the play styles and what they're doing on the court that is bothering us. Um, who's next? Um, let's stay in the West. Anybody else? That's caught your eye in a good or bad way. I haven't seen a lot of the West teams play. I'll just say Phoenix? this, man. Oh yeah, yeah. We can go Phoenix. We can go. I don't Phoenix. have too much to say about them. Tough losses. They're all t- all been pretty tough losses. Um, good win against the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Um, CP looks a little bit. Uh, maybe the minutes need to come down a tad. So far, just so far, he does. He looks a little tired. Um, 
Booker looks good. Aiden, I mean, everyone else, I think they're doing okay. It just, I feel like they're missing something from CP that I don't know if he's out of gas or he's just, he's not feeling it. I don't know. He's been the one every game that I've been kind of, I don't know what happened here kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's weird. Like watching them in the Lakers game, they're, they look, they're starting to look predictable. Mm-hmm. Like their core hasn't been together that long and they had one great run. Yeah. And now it's pretty much the same team for the most part. Yeah. And it's like, you could kind of feel the things they're going for on the court now. Yeah. Like you, you see the same sets they ran to get D book, the same shots. Yep. Uh, Aiton is still like, he's not that good the way they use him, but yet mm-hmm. he's involved all the time. Right. And the, like their wings are, they, they may have gotten slightly better, mm-hmm. but it's meaningless because of the way they're very guard heavy. Right. So I, yeah. again, I'm not, I'm not saying they've like regressed in a significant way. It mm-hmm. just looks like it's going to be easier to stop them this year. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, CP hasn't been playing very go-to guy-esque for them this year so far. And maybe he'll turn that on when, once he gets his feet under him, once he gets back in shape. But I, I'm, I'm questioning if – obviously Booker can score, but is Booker the kind of scorer that – wins the games for the team as a scorer without CP being there as a scorer? Or is he just the kind of dude who just, you know, like Iverson can get 30 every night, but the team's not going to win the game or it doesn't really affect how the, the momentum of the teams uh, play. So. Yeah. You know what I I want to see from Booker Mm -hmm. from Booker. I think like Beal made a progression from coming in as a shooter to just improving in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think Booker has gotten better at scoring in the ways he was already good at scoring. Mm -hmm. Like his mid-range, which was a strength from the time he got to the league, has gotten better. Has gotten deadly, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But his three-pointer, you know, is, you know, it's streaky, I guess. Yeah. But he hasn't really gotten better as a playmaker, hasn't Mm -hmm. gotten better as a defender. Mm-hmm. He's kind of hit or miss as an off-ball player. Right. And I think Phoenix, if they're not going to change how they play slightly to, to kind of bring along more of the role players, mm-hmm. they're going to need Booker to be more versatile. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. But I just haven't seen any versatility from him. No, he, he's not a good play initiator. His For someone as big and strong as he is, you would think he would have like better range as a three point shooter. Yeah. Like he can hit him every once in a while if he's hot, but like you would think you would think him shooting from 30 33 feet isn't like a surprise, but it is. Yeah. And, and he's just kind of attack one man attack and that doesn't you know, to both of our points, that doesn't affect the team. That doesn't push the team forward in the game it just and again a lot of the guys who play his position they had to do that for the team to get as the team got better yeah 
Donovan Mitchell yep. had to do it. Yep. Bradley Beal had to do it. Middleton yep. had to do it. Yeah. Uh, Zach Levine is doing it right now. Yeah, he is. So I'm, I, I, that's the thing. I like Phoenix, so I don't know if they're going to need that. Mm-hmm. But from what we've seen, I think it, it definitely helps the team. Yeah, it And does. it gives them a layer I think they're going to need for another playoff run. Yeah, and, and the thing is, especially if CP isn't going to be what they need him, what they need from him, which was being the go-to guy. Because even though Booker is the better scorer, game on the line, they gave the ball to CP. They need a bucket in momentum. They need a momentum stopping basket. They gave the ball to CP. Yeah. And when he's not doing that, Booker's not the guy for that. That's just not his game. And then, and then on top of that, CP kind of doesn't have a reason to be out there. Exactly. If you're going to do that. Exactly. Because he's not a stand and watch. He's not a great catch and shoot guy. It's just, you know, he's just there. So obviously that's on Monty to figure that out, but it's getting, it's getting to the point. I mean, I, I know it's early in the season again, but how they're playing is getting to the point where he needs to start switching it up. If he wants to make some yeah. wild decisions right now, let's do it. Let's try stuff out, but can't be 15 games in and not have a you know good looking record. Not this year. Yeah. I, I think, I think they'll do something in the, around the trade deadline if their record isn't quite as good. Mm-hmm. But I also, I really don't see their record slipping that much. We'll see. We'll see how even kind of the the playoff teams are at the midseason mark, but yeah, I, I will say last point for Houston is their bad situation, Phoenix. their bad contract. Oh, did I say Houston? Yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Their bad contract situation right before the season with Aiton. Yeah, is like a is a bad sign. It is. So. Next next summer, and we might have a rough conversation about that. Yeah, yeah, because every team in the league would take him right now. Everybody, and everybody would pay him too. Yeah, for sure, so. for sure. Okay, um, real quick, just real quick about Houston. Great segue for Houston. Five, four or five years, man. Jalen Green is going to be. Top five Oof. player in this league, dude. Maybe not even four, maybe three. I mean, he is ridiculous, man. <laughs> what he dude. did to Boston, rookie three point record. He was dunking on everybody. He had like three ridiculous dunks. I I don't see any weakness in his offensive game. I really don't, dude. Why nobody said he was like John Morant going to the basket? <laughs> you didn't know he had bounce like that. I mean, I knew he had bounce, not like that, <laughs> or like body control like that. Yeah, he's like he's really Morant with his dunk package. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have like the layup finesse, obviously that Morant has. Yeah, not not quite right. Right, but, but he I doesn't mean, need like it you said, four so five years, four or five years, he's probably gonna have some of it. Yeah. So, bro, he's dude, only his... like twenty five pounds from being like <laughs> unstoppable on offense. Yeah, honestly, he looks a little thin, and besides yeah. that, he's just a bucket. He is, man. He he is tough. I mean, 
I'll, I'll give you a guy. I'll give you another guy who's early in his career who's looking tough. Who? And my, my, uh, Minnesota. Oh, Edwards. Edwards. Edwards looks yeah legit. He looks great. He already looks great. Dude, he's another guy. Like I didn't know Jalen Green had bounce like that. I didn't think Anthony Edwards would like be draining jumpers the way he has. Yeah, and Georgia, he there was like two or three games he had like four or five threes. I mean, he can do everything. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. And Minnesota's in a good spot right now. They are. I mean, they just they're a team that if they can get their role guys to have warrior esque, you know, development. Oh, they're going to be tough. And they also, I would like to see them healthy for a year. Yeah, just one. <laughs> just one year. Every time, every time one of their top four players misses like 70% of the year. Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I'm hoping they, they, they last, but I like, I like how, I like how they're playing right now, man. Looks look great chemistry. D'Angelo Russell is playing right now, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I haven't two seen guys it. playing pretty well, and they got Patrick Beverly out there. Yeah, that's an underrated pickup for them. Solid backup for them. Yeah, they've always they've been bad for such a long time, but I've mm-hmm. never looked at their roster and thought like this sucks. <laughs> I think last year was the only no the year before last was the only time I felt that way. But like they've never been the Detroit bad or like no, Cleveland yeah. bad. Yeah, there's Detroit at one point. If you like, everyone on their team would get picked last in a pickup game. Like you know, like their whole team would have next. Like yeah. all right, y'all got next. Yeah, all you guys on the same team. All right, cool, you got it. But Minnesota has never been like that. You're right. Because yeah. even I mean. Even when like Shabazz Muhammad was there, I mean they had guys to play with, play with them. Beasley, Kevin Martin, they would get some random guys that were still good players. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for them too. I am. I hope. I hope that their process. You know, they've had a lot of trust the process moments. I hope that you know it can take a step in the right direction for once. Yeah, because I remember they had Shabazz Muhammad, Levine, Wiggins, and Towns all together, and like you know, the league thought they were gonna go crazy once they all finally reached their peaks. But Levine like tore his ACL, I think. Yeah, and then got traded for Jimmy, and then Shabazz, whatever happened to him. Did you see, oh, he sucked. He couldn't go right. Yeah. That I watched year, him in he, person. He I watched straight, him but... a couple of Wizards games. I don't know how. And back-to-back years, I got to see the one Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because it was cheap because both teams were losing. <laughs> right. Uh, but he couldn't go right at all. Two two games I watched him. He could, didn't go right one time. Nope. That was him. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Charlotte real quick. Miles Bridges is—I forgot the stat, so don't quote me on this—but I believe he's like the first player from in Charlotte to average thirty in the first five games, something like that. 
to have 30 and three of the first five games or something crazy like that. And they're four and one. And they look electrifying as a team. I mean, yeah. But again, <laughs> I think I mentioned it last episode. LaMelo has got to take a step in the right direction. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And with this early sample size, his perimeter game has been a lot more consistent. A lot more. Yeah. And if he could sustain that, obviously he's not going to stay hot all year. Mm-hmm. But if he could give them a consistent perimeter threat, dude, that's going to that's going to leave room for Bridges to keep getting 30. Yeah, it is. So I like this team. This, this is another team who like their core is moving in the right direction. Yeah. And I mean, they got they got the rookie book night. P.J. Washington is out right now. He's hurt. So when he comes back, I mean, he only adds to them. He doesn't take bad shots. He plays steady. You know, he shoots a good percentage. And then Scary Terry hasn't even played this season. So they, And he's huge. He's a huge offensive piece. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to they're gonna do something, man. I'm curious. I'm curious if they do have a good year. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see if they'll have Gordon Hayward coming into the playoffs. Mm, okay. Because I think I think having his kind of steady, like, under control play style, mm-hmm. I think it kind of helps their their rotation, their offense, just how they like who they play through. Yeah. Uh, and I think they'll they could be a real threat to somebody if he's playing. And you're saying health wise or trade yeah. wise? Okay. No health. I I'm, I yeah. doubt they'll trade him because he's played mm-hmm. well for them and he fits well. Yeah. Uh, and his contract sucks. Yeah. But again, he's fit really well. So with with all these guys getting better, mm-hmm. again he plays in a way that it can't really hurt the guys getting better. Right. So I'm, I'm I want to see what that looks like full strength. Mm-hmm. I um I'm curious to see the Miami and Houston. I mean. Not Houston. Miami and Charlotte game tomorrow. I think that's going to be a good game. We could talk about Miami. I haven't really seen them. I saw they destroyed Milwaukee after Milwaukee looked great opening night. And Brooklyn. But they got killed by somebody, too. Uh, Yeah, who was that? Miami got killed by somebody. I the can't Pacers. remember. Who. The Pacers. Pacers. Mm. It's a bad loss right there. But that's the Pacers' only win, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it is, too. Uh, uh, I, I don't want – there's nothing to say about the Pacers. Shout out to uh, Chris Duarte. We'll we'll talk about him much more, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but with too. Miami – with Miami, man, Butler looks engaged. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. So that's, that's the most important variable of the team. You it know – like certain guys stepping up for them doesn't surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Harrow who's started off the season really well, which doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Lowry's going to give them a spark for like a month. Yeah, they're going to win. They're going to Lowry using the whole rotation. And Lowry's teams always come out hot. Like, oh, yeah. Toronto has always come out quick and looking great in the first 15 games. They're always are in the top you know, top two, top three in yeah. the, um, in the East. And that's just something I think Lowry is a good leader in that way. Yeah. <clears throat> but the problem is I think Toronto's ceiling was never that high. No, it wasn't. 
No. Miami's ceiling is through the roof to me. Yeah. And, and they have like they to, needed a spark. They did. And and they they have room to um rotate leaders, you know, rotate leadership. They have the room now. Uh if Jimmy is willing to be a leader, but they have Kyle, they have Bam, they have all these guys that are respected in the league, respected on the team. They PJ got guys who had yeah, PJ <laughs> Tucker who had long career, has been on a lot of different teams, been in a lot of different locker rooms for a lot of different coaches, you know, and um, Markeith Morris, another yeah. guy who's vocal leader, been in a lot of locker rooms, been played for great coaches. Yeah, they got they got a squad. They do. Yeah, their big thing for me, something I for them I, w- I want to keep an eye on is like how they continue to use Bam. Yeah. Because to me, they kind of regressed last year, even though he got better, mm-hmm. uh, which we predicted him getting better and like how that would impact the team. It didn't look that good last year. I, I think they kind of overshot how good he got. He got better where they were playing him like he took like five steps and he took three, you know? Right. I, I don't think he took as many steps forward as they made it seem like he did. Yeah, and this uh, whole this whole playing centers like they're Jokic, like they're premier play initiators. It's not necessary. This, yeah, especially in Miami, who like in Denver, especially without Murray, I completely understand. Mm-hmm. With Emb- Embiid being as good as he is, I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. With Bam, he's such he's such an effective player. You don't need to like just kill the the momentum of the team to force him to get involved. Yeah, they Bam <laughs> Bam was like a uh center Ben Simmons because every time he got more than 3 feet away from the basket, he would just not shoot last year. Yeah. It it would be he would maybe would try a floater here and there. Maybe he'd try a little jumper just like once every 6 games, but then they had him trying to handle the ball and try to play initiate from the, um, you know, free throw line extended or the elbow. And then even as like no a one is guarding guard him. Yes. Yeah. No one guarded him at all. It was just, <laughs> it was just like, okay, we back up. Cause all we know Bam to do is drive. Then he was getting a bunch of charges. Remember for a while he was getting a, like two charges every game. Yeah. It, and it's supposed to switch that up probably in the playoffs, but. It was a little too. It was a little too late. It was too late because they still generated the same like bad shots for him. Yeah, exactly. And I couldn't think of a worse team to do that against, by the way, than Milwaukee. Oh yeah, because they could get. There's a lot of teams you could get away with that, especially mm-hmm. like Brooklyn, whose defense isn't very good. Mm-hmm. A lot of the lesser Eastern Conference teams, but Milwaukee. The biggest team in the league, potentially, no way, right? Yeah, and they Milwaukee gets out and they run fast. Oh, yeah, those those kind of teams, Chicago this year, Milwaukee, Atlanta. You better not make a mistake on offense because it's going back, it's going to be a layup, a dunk, yeah. a highlight, you know. And they that was the kind of stuff they did. But, um, yeah, I need to see Miami more. And Miami's a team also, you can't just take them off one game. I need to see, like, three games in Miami before I can give, like, an actual, you know, 
because they, they could look like the best team in the league one night and look yeah. like a lottery team another night. Because it's on Jimmy. Some days Jimmy just doesn't feel like playing. Lowry is a really a streaky scorer. Some days he'll have 30. Next game he'll have six. And then Lowry, Lowry will throw up some garbage too. <laughs> right. And Spolster is one of those guys who will change the rotation for who they play. You know? Yeah. Uh, we play um, – Play Golden State, all right, bam, you're only playing half the time you normally play. We have no backup center, whatever. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, let's see, who, who we want to talk about? I don't have anything to say about Brooklyn. I today. haven't watched too many teams. Yeah, like there's a team, there's teams I've caught like a glimpse of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I caught, I caught a glimpse, a glimpse yesterday, I caught a glimpse of the Pelicans. Uh, and I could safely tell you, we won't talk about them that much this year. <laughs> I was, I was excited for their talent, but yeah, the, the coaching change didn't fix the inexperience, right? Didn't fix the like the lack of leadership, right? Uh, and and Willie Green just didn't. I didn't see any spark from the team. No, I didn't either. Like obviously, you're gonna the team is gonna feel great when Brandon Ingram is going off. Yeah. Uh, but again, this team plays no defense. They and they make just really dumb mistakes. And then they get shots off, but none of them are good shots. Like, well, I'll take that back. They get good shots, but they don't get high percentage shots off. No, they don't. And they're like, comfortable not getting high percentage shots. Right. And that's the problem. Because you know, a good shot could be a 60% shot. That could be a good shot for a lot of players. But they don't get no 80%, 70%, 75% shots. No way. Never. And the, they should. They have enough talent to do it. I think the Pelicans have to just acknowledge that they're not going to contend at all one year. They just take a complete L and just play all backups for the whole season. Like, Dude, I think Zion is going to keep this team in purgatory. He might. Because they're going to stick with his hype for as long as like it's possible. And they're going to try to win with it. That's the part that is the problem. Like, yo, Zion has the hype. That's cool. We're going to go with Herb Jones. We're going to go with... I saw some of the names last night. I heard the names last night. I didn't even know who they were. So let me pull up, pull up who they have, their roster. We're going to go with Jay Alvarado, Kyra Lewis. Uh, yeah, they had guys out there. I was like, dude, who are these like filling my career players <laughs> <laughs> i've never i've never heard of so, any of those names you said i don't know where they came from i don't remember them Najee. talking about it on espn yesterday naji marshall they kept saying marshall i'm like wow they got kindle marshall <laughs> shy you're recent <laughs> <laughs> He can't help them, though, man. I just I, they, they don't have a floor general. No, they don't. But I, I'm serious. They have to just take an L one year. Say, look, Najee Marshall, you get out there. Kyra Lewis, you get out there. Jackson Hayes is starting. And Herb Jones. Like, we're just going to go with a team that is just off the wall and just see what happens. Because this, like, trying to put together a good team, it's not working. They don't have but the it. only that's the thing. The only positives to me from yesterday's game, for example, yeah. is Brandon Ingram and Devontae Graham. They look great. 
That's it. And that's like that <laughs> caters to what you're saying, where it's just like, yo, turn up, let yeah. the guys get better and, and go off. Yeah, because Brandon Ingram and Devontae Graham is not going to take them anywhere. And you're just going to burn them out. And this is going to exactly. be a waste of time. That's what yeah. I'm watching them yesterday. I'm like, yo, this, this team is never going to sustain winning games. No, they're not. I mean, Ingram is going to literally have to morph into Kevin Durant in front of our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen at all. Devontae yeah, Graham. Devontae Graham will like, turn into Steph Curry. The only person they just throw out there thinking he's going to improve is Alexander Walker, and he gets worse every time I see him. And they act like, yo, he's, nothing he's imp- almost there. There's nothing impressive about him, to be honest. <laughs> Not at all, man. He looks just I- like a fundamentally sound athletic guard. That's that's great. It, like this thing thinking, okay, we got Graham, we got Hart. We got Ingram, we got Zion, and we got Valentunas. We're going to the playoffs. No, you're not. You're getting bounced out of the first round. Then you won't have a good draft pick, and you're wasting time. So, You know, it's funny to me, like, and I guess I guess it goes back to the play style of the league, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, it's looked very even this season, as we mentioned so far. Yeah. To me, with the spacing being as crazy as it is now, and mm-hmm. giving all these teams chances to like blow somebody out. Yeah. I just think if you can't prevent teams from getting layups, like mm-hmm. New Orleans is one of those teams, mm-hmm. you're hopeless. Yeah. Like it, it caps off your ceiling at maybe you'll luck into the second round. Right. That's it. You're not getting past that. Cause by that by the conference finals, everybody plays defense. Right. So watching them yesterday in Atlanta did not play well. No, they didn't. And it was still an easy win. Easy. Trey Young was controlling the game the whole time. Uh, when are we going to acknowledge that Trey Young is the best point guard in the league? Like how, how much longer is it going to take? Not best player that plays point guard, but this dude, I mean, he's what is he averaging right now? I'm trying to see his assists. I know his assist average is crazy right now. I mean, I didn't I 9. didn't care 5. to look at Trey Young last night because he's averaging I, 27 and and 10. I it's didn't easy. care to look at Trey Young last night because I knew he'd get yeah. buckets. Yeah. You know, it'd be like easy. New Orleans doesn't have a hope. He could play them 10 times in a row and he'd average 34. <laughs> With two yeah. two to five bad shooting performances, he still averaged thirty four. Yeah, uh, but what what I'm seeing from Atlanta is again this roster is so well put together. It's that DeAndre Hunter was exactly like the way they were struggling last night. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hunter was the exact piece that they needed. Mm-hmm. A guy who, without rhythm, can still make a shot. Mm-hmm. A guy who's physical enough to to just relentlessly attack guards. Yep. And he and was, switch off. And he was strapping. Yep. Great switch player. Whereas last year it was Gallinari getting caught on those switches. Right. Or or Bogdanovich who didn't even know, who just reached or hacked. Yep. Now Hunter with reddish. This team has athletic versatility on both ends at every position. 
Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, honestly, dude, they look they look incredible. Even even on the game where they struggled, mm-hmm. just the the versatility they have all over the place is insane. And they got versatility they don't even play. Like that's what's crazy. Put in the game. Like TLC. I know Brooklyn straight up dissed him last season, but the year before that, he was nice. He was having a great season. He could hop into the rotation and get buckets. Yeah, you could on this team. And he'd fit right in. Yep. And Lou is out in the other the other center who was showed so much versatility last year. Ogonquo, he's out for the season, but they got more. I mean, like, and they got Gorgie Jane, which was like the perfect piece for them. He gets blocks, he catches lobs, and he can shoot. That's all they needed. Yep. It's every. I mean, they keep adding exactly the piece that they need. I, I don't know who their front office person is, but he's doing a great job. Their last, like, two years have been incredible. Their drafting since Collins has been flawless, in my opinion. Every draft pick. Yeah. It's, Collins, I mean, honestly. Herder, Reddish, yeah, Hunter. <sighs> I can't even picture other than Milwaukee only because I just saw it last year. Mm-hmm. I can't even picture any roster in the Eastern conference touching this team. Yeah, me either at full strength. I don't know how you beat this team. I really don't. I Miami. Don't. I don't, I don't care. I don't know how you beat them. at full. Yeah. Strength. Brooklyn, Miami. I, they're <laughs> not in the same league to me. No. Because- Philly's not either. Philly's close, but they're not. Yeah, and, and how they are right now, they're not close. Not right. what I've been. Right. And Atlanta, Collins and Trey are going to have a good game every night. If any other person has a good game, you're going to lose the game. Like, I mean, Capella, Collins, and Trey are going to do what they do every single night. And if Herder has a good shooting night, if Reddish has a good shooting night, if Hunter is doing what he does, yeah, it's over. Bogdanovich, if he's <laughs> if Bogdanovich is taking good shots, right? It's over for you, man. He don't even have to make them. If he can just take some good ones, it's over for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, Boston, are they trash? Is it code red for Boston yet? Just based on how they're losing, is is what I know. Is I know it's only. <laughs> Five games in, but <laughs> they yeah, man. man, Boston is tough, man. I'm y'all gonna beat them again on Saturday. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Um, I'll beat the crap out of them Wednesday too. Uh, honestly, I watched them twice. Yeah, I watched the the beat down yesterday. Yeah, and I watched uh, their season opener against the Knicks. Awesome yeah. game. Great game. Might be the game uh, of the season. First game it was crazy so far. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, the Raptors worked them. I mean, spanked them. One fifteen to eighty three. <laughs> okay, I, I'm trying to think where I want to start with Boston. Again, another off season. Jalen Brown looks to have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Like. I understand Tatum is is a bucket. I get it. But he has no chemistry with anybody on the team. <laughs> Finally, you see it. 
they have to. It has to be done, man. It's over. It was great. It looks great. It works sometimes. Can't. It's not gonna make it. But I just can't. Tatum, Tatum opening night. By the way, that Knicks game was disgusting. Obi Toppin had him on straps. Dude, (laughs) I don't know what the fuck he was doing. To be honest with you, me either, man. Okay, it looked like he was sabotaging the game. To be honest, a hundred percent. You're cold. Like that's okay. Other guys have it going. Yep. Dude, I saw sets. I saw Boston trying to run through the same sets that were giving them success. Yep. When Tatum would get the ball, the sets would just die. Mm-hmm. And the quality of shots he was getting. Oh, my God. At least Jalen Brown makes open threes before he starts chucking from the logo. Told you, man, Tatum is like a top tier worst catch and shoot player in the league that's again because he can't he can't catch and shoot like he has to have the ball to make plays yeah and it looks awful honestly i don't understand why boston's like whole team shoots bad on nights like i like we talked about phoenix cp could have a bad shooting night but Payne shoots good Crowder shoots well. Cameron Johnson shoots well. All these other guys do okay. But Boston can have, like, the entire roster shooting bad. That's because they think they're as explosive shooting the ball as the Warriors, the Clippers, even Utah, Indiana, Miami, any of these teams that are explosive, even Houston. Listen, Listen to these numbers. This is against Toronto. They lost by... Uh, 30. Uh, what happened to it? They lost by 30 something, 32. Uh, <laughs> Robert Williams is four for seven. Jalen Brown was three, three for 13. Horford was five for 12. Great game. Marcus Smart, zero for six. Dennis Schroeder, one for four. Uh, Pritchard, one for four. Tatum was eight for 14. He only had 18 points. He only shot one free throw. Uh, Smart shot zero free throws. Horford shot one. Williams shot one. No one else on the bench shot any. Nor did they score. So, Cantor had two. Hernan Gomez had four. Grant Williams had five. What worries me about them so far, because, again, very early, they could heat up very quickly. Mm. They look like Brad Stevens is still coaching there. Yeah, they do. Like that, that, that was my biggest takeaway from opening night is how nothing about their play style changed. No, it didn't. Not it looked like he, like, it looked like he thought that their play style was good and said, let me just improve on it a little bit. And instead of just saying, I need it, it wasn't good. Let's switch it up. Again, like the depth this team got, it looks useless. Yeah. It looks useless because Tatum is dominating the shot selection. Yep. 
I understand. Jalen Brown, I get it. He's cooking, or when he's not, he's got to be aggressive to be like the top tier threat on the team. Yeah. But why, like, why does Tatum get that luxury, but only for himself? Like, Brown could be hot while other guys are still getting shots. Mm-hmm. If Tatum is hot, mm-hmm. nobody else is touching the ball. No. Is this, and if he's he just cold, plays one-on-one for and if he's the cold, then guys have to sacrifice touches for him to heat up. Mm-hmm. It looked really bad opening night. And yesterday, they just sucked. It wasn't like a specific thing. <laughs> right. Again, they, you, they shoot the ball like they're the Warriors. If you switch Tatum and Donovan, switch teams, which team gets to the I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's too obvious. <laughs> um, yeah, it's too obvious. <laughs> let me tell you, uh, let me read this quote from Udoka after the loss to the Wizards. Your Wizards. It's a tough one. I see it as well. Uh, Udoka said of Brown's inconsistent play after Boston's 116 to 107 loss to the Washington Wizards on Wednesday. I'm trying to ramp him up during the game, pump him up to get going. But the contrast of some of those previous games, especially Charlotte and the New York game, and the way you see him come out tonight, it's kind of mind boggling. It can be a number of things. He was out for 10 days and he was banged up with the knee, but just got to find the juice from the start. It's something that I can help him with, but him in some positions, I can help him put him in some positions to get going. But when I see that, have to jump on it early and help him get going. I, I, I really... <laughs> what does this have to do with anything of Brown's play? Like, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Such a terrible answer. He, he came off of COVID and dropped 40. So you to be like, I don't know if he's got the energy because of COVID. Like, really, dude? In a double overtime game. When, like, he just dropped 40. He played 55 minutes in that game, you know? You know what bothers me? We've had this problem so many times with duos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the problem with the Wizards backcourt. We didn't have the problem with the Splash Brothers ever. Right. Uh, We had the problem with Portland, CJ Mm -hmm. and Dame, same issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kawhi and PG, same issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, LeBron and AD, we used to like eh, going downhill very quickly, but we'll see how that turns out. Right. Um, why, Why do these teams have such an issue of having their best two players uh, be a duo. Mm. Well, why do you think? I have an answer. I, I could be wrong, but I have well, an answer. For, in Boston, and I think it's different depending on the situation, obviously. Mm. I think it I think it can be the same reason. I think in, in most cases, one player doesn't commit to being off the ball. That, my, player, my point was going to be like different word, but basically the same thing where I think one player is too selfish to yeah. take a step back. Right. And that's the part that might not always be the same because I just don't think. Uh, I Like, I don't think Clay would ever be selfish enough to not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some guys just aren't selfish. 
I mean, I, I take it back. I think Clay, if he wanted to be selfish, he could, but it's just not who he is. And he, even if he was selfish, he wouldn't. I don't think he would play that much different. You know, what what really could he do differently? Not that yeah. he's not good enough, but well, you know. the duo, the successful duos I mentioned, I think like there there needs to be some kind of cohesiveness with the play styles Mm -hmm. it can't like this this is what i'm starting to realize it can't just be two really good wings no something about the league or these star players it just does not mesh consistently right because i'm watching i'm watching brown and tatum and it blows my mind that they can't go off at the same time (laughs) It's mind-boggling. <laughs> like, like I grew up. I grew up in an era where LeBron and D Wade were going off at the same time. Yeah. To me, and their play styles are like identical, essentially. And yeah, in some ways, yeah, yeah. And these guys who who could perfectly complement each other in so many ways do none of that. Right. And the coaching is saying dumb shit, like you just said. Instead of figuring it like better shot selection. Right. It's it's bizarre to me considering how the league is getting more and more offensive. And the other thing is, and a lot of the ones that work, one of the players either evolves or maybe they're already a decent ball distributor, at least decent. This is why I think, excuse me, if, if Donovan Mitchell could get one, I think it would work easily because he's such a good passer. I mean, he he proves he's a great passer for how good he is of a scorer. He's probably one of the better passer scorers in the league right now. Because anytime he needs to get an assist, he gets them. And, and that's one thing I think Beal and Wall, the step they took to get better together was Beal saying, I don't need to do anything but take shots. Wall saying, All I, I don't need to take shots. I can just be a distributor and get my shots when I need to. When they yeah. were at their peak, that's how it was. And they could go off at the same time. They were great as a duo. And they're both peak. and, and all those all those duos had like moments of greatness, except yeah, the Clippers. Right. Uh, but to me, like I just to me, there should be a way, especially if you have good role players. There should be a way for Brown and Tatum to get good shots at the same time. It should, but Tatum isn't a terrible passer. They're both terrible passers. You're, you're right. And Tatum Tatum also bricks open shots when he gets them. So, Right, so he, there's zero chance of him being able to play off the ball. And so, it, you know, that, that's the thing. We, The guy who isn't the good off the ball player has to be a good distributor. He has to be. Just like Westbrook and Paul George, that last year, they were like peak, peak of a duo as you probably could be in the league at the time. And it was because Paul George took a step back as a ball handler and just started scoring, locking up on D. Westbrook didn't take a lot of shots when Paul George was out there. He didn't take a lot of threes or anything. Yep. Very rarely. Now he's out shooting threes. He's shooting jump shots. But he made the decision. I'm going to attack, kick it to Paul. Paul's just going to attack, attack, attack. And that's, yeah, you know. And Brown is that kind of guy. He is the off-the-ball player 
that you need in a duo. But Tatum is not the on the ball player. Yeah, <clears throat> I think just watching this these early couple games, I do think it comes down to Tatum. Like yeah. Brown adapts slightly every year. If you you trade Tatum for Beal, you get the dynamic duo you're looking for. Like right now, I agree. Because Beal is a great passer as as a wing. He's getting better and better at it. Hopefully they don't, because the Wizards look great too. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll save. I want to see a little more from them. Shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie though. Playing you gotta great. give him credit, man. They look fantastic. They look. Their depth looks real. It does. Like their second unit doesn't look doesn't have like a glaring weak link all the time. Finally, and their, and their first unit is versatile enough that they don't have to go five in five out for their second unit. They could sprinkle some guys in because Kuzma, Dinwiddie, Montrezl, they both move down so well. Montrezl, he's at the four. Okay, we need a big guy in. I mean, we need to go small. Montrezl moves to the five. Kuzma plays two through four. Dinwiddie plays one through three. Yeah. Beal plays one, two, three, whatever. Yeah, they look good. Uh, defense is still a little suspect, but we'll see how that improves. Bertans plays three, four. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get why he plays, but he's the catalyst of a lot of that bad defense. That's true. Just like uh, he goes Lakers, pump fake. Lakers are hyped for Melo moving up to the in the scoring list, but he's not getting stops out there. No, he's not. No. Tell me, he's they got to start Melo eventually. Have to. Yeah, I'll do whatever it takes to get Russ out the starting lineup. <laughs> like I, I just, it's just crazy to me. Like. You know, you have three to four turnovers. I'd pull you to the side and be like, yo, you, you got to take care of the ball. Yeah. You get, you're like, you're approaching to getting double digits all the time now. Yeah, man. Like, that is insane. What is Frank? Frank Vogel, like, has to be saying something. Bro, I, I forgot what year it was, but two or three years ago, remember I pulled up. I pulled up the assist leaders and the turnover leaders. Oh, him and Harden were just historic. Westbrook is so far over. No, like <laughs> he'll catch. He's way past people in his in turnovers than he is in assists. Like there's people oh, who are yeah. twenty notches above him in assists that he's twenty notches above them in turnovers. Like it's crazy. He's above everybody in front of him in turnovers. In front of him in assist numbers, so but you know that that'll reflect in how people see him in history. I think because his assists won't get the same credit that Nash, you know, Chris Paul, all those real point guards get. Yeah, Russ's assists won't mean the same for basketball players, but I think a lot of people who don't, who haven't, you know, handled the ball. Who haven't played with like a another point guard, they don't get it, man. They really don't. They think yo, know, Westbrook gets all these <laughs> he gets all these assists. He's a great point guard. You remember some of the guys we went to school with would talk about it all the time. But me and you both were like, Yeah, but he gives you six turnovers a night. He's led the league <clears throat> in turnovers every year. That Harden yeah. didn't. It, it, I honestly, man, another point to the just the league's play style, I think turnovers hurt more now. 
Yeah. Because they yeah. feed into the other team's offensive rhythm. And, and a lot of teams are not afraid to take transition threes now. Yeah. You could have two turnovers, you know, two or three turnovers in a Warriors game and be down 15 before you even know it. You, you could, know? like, you, you could, that, that could happen with the bad teams now. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you have a rough opening quarter, let's say you get 10 turnovers in the first quarter, you could be down 15 in Houston. Oh, yeah. Sacramento. Sacramento, for sure. Minnesota, yeah. any of these, even New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, to, final final team I want to talk about. Uh, Chicago, they play tonight. We're recording as they're about to play, but you better not have a turnover against Chicago because <laughs> it is going right in the basket, right in the basket. They have these guys running the floor that I just – I'm shocked to see them run the floor how they do. They look great. You remember uh, Phoenix? I don't remember when I realized this about Phoenix, mm. but at some point in the playoffs, I was like, uh, they have the best wing rotation in the league. Mm-hmm. Like they have four guys who I think could could be could fill in every wing necessity that you could need as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Bulls right now have the best uh, guard roster in the league. They do. For sure. Just top to bottom. Their guard rotation is better than any anybody's I've seen by far. Yeah, it is. It is. And people people are really discounting how big of a deal getting DeRozan is. Um, I think they forgot that DeRozan single-handedly for years carried Toronto as far as the score. And He's a go-to guy. I mean, he's still a go-to guy. He was a go-to guy for San Antonio. The team was just trash. They couldn't stay healthy. You know, I think he played like maybe 20 games with Derek White because Derek White was hurt all the time. DeJounte Murray missed like two full seasons while he was there. Yeah. But, man, to have – they make – by the way, they make Caruso look good. Caruso wouldn't go to a bad team and be doing – all the circus oh, stuff. This play style is ex- yeah. is built for Caruso to thrive. Exactly. It is. And Lonzo has improved to exactly what they need. Kobe White hasn't even played yet. And, I mean, we saw what he's been doing. He's looked great. He's looked like a legit starting point guard in the league. Yeah. And now you have him coming off the bench. They're going to be tough, man. Yeah, I'm interested. Uh, they're they're falling in love with like relying on guards to get inside presence. Mm-hmm. S- similar to the Warriors, like you can, when you shoot the ball well and you can play well with guards. Yeah, you forget about having an inside presence, right? So I'm curious. Like, there's going to be a night where we catch them and they're shooting the ball poorly. I I would I want to see how they adjust to that. I don't think they'll need to. Man, they get to the basket so well. Like, the thing I, mean, is, I think tonight would be a good example if they're cold because the Knicks protect the rim much better. And Knicks are leading the league in threes, so they better be better be ready to take some shots because you're not going to keep up. Knicks, I think we're averaging like 30 threes a game. I love like it. it. I think it's the most in the first four games ever. They said it's crazy. We're deep but diving your Knicks in a couple weeks for sure. Yeah. <sighs> 
hope they hope they keep it up. But then no, it's but just always, Chicago looks really good. Chicago looks great. The Knicks always have that they're missing one piece kind of feel to them. We got a great, we got good pickups. I mean, obviously this team is not a championship team. I mean, clearly, but we got great pickups and it's just like, man, if we just had one more piece, but you know, nobody wants to play in New York. So we just need one more ring, man. We'll see. I think y'all are fine. I think I, I think I was very wrong about how good y'all could be. Fournier filling it up early. It's one of the reasons, but he's not the main one. Nerlens isn't even back. And um, what's his name? Uh, what's the big guy's name? Forgot his name already because he missed the whole season last year. Oh, Robinson? Mitchell Robinson? Yeah, Mitchell Robinson, man. He's holding it down. Great. Great. I love how he's- quick. He, I mean, he he never takes dribbles. He never wastes time. He gets the rebound. He puts it right back in the basket. That's what I like. He does. Like he's Tyson like Chandler pinnacle did. of what when DeAndre Jordan's like best stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, you want to talk any football? No, nah, I think we it's we got a lot to cover basketball these first couple weeks talking about all these teams. Yeah. Yep. Good looking season, man. A lot of competition, top to bottom. I, I'm waiting for that blockbuster trade, though. I think it's going to happen early. I don't think they're going to wait till all-star break. Christmas time. Is Simmons going to be part of this all this blockbuster trade? Because I'm starting to not think so. I don't know. I Dude, do I can't know. imagine if he's got a... I mean, we'll see how that situation plays out. But if he really just sits there all year, man, that's tough. I'll give my prediction. I think John Wall will be in the Simmons trade. I think it will be three teams that leaves John Wall on uh, Philly. Not saying that it is good or bad, but I I think that probably will be what happens. At this point, not because they want John Wall, but because John Wall is in limbo as well. Ben is in limbo, so I think they'll probably figure that out. Some picks. Houston has nothing to lose at this point. They have their future. It's there. They could give up everybody else, honestly. I think Jalen Green is that good. I don't. What are we building? Eric Gordon is done contributing to the team. Uh. He just had a big night yesterday, I think. Yeah, but it's not going to help them win. He's not for the future. Sustain, right? Yeah, they got their future. It's it's green. Oh, my bad. It's green. It's Porter. It's Tice. It's Wood. That's it. Everybody else, they'll figure it out. They got um, Martin Jr. You know, they got guys. They're built for the future. All right. Um, we're going to get out of here. Uh, let's see. Do we miss anything at all? Any basketball news? Nothing specific that I can think of. Okay. Okay. Well, as always, thank you for listening.
uh subscribe follow do all that good stuff uh and we'll see you guys next time